Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective County Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me as always is Colleen. We're here. It's episode 200 Hi. of the Detective County. The big two zero zero. Not this podcast. We're, we're only at 121, which is not a milestone, but episode 200, the big 200. That's pretty exciting. It is very exciting. Just... 800 plus to go <laughs> why did you have to say that i'm trying to celebrate trying to mark the occasion and you make it seem so meaningless oh i'm sorry okay just just cut that out then yay 200 episode 200 only 800 more to go <laughs> so we're covering kogoro mori suspect part two it's originally aired July 24th, 2000, and the content is Hayashi Rice. Which I've never tried before, have you? Oh, I was going to ask that. Uh, I doubt it. I don't <laughs> believe so. So what's unique about Hayashi Rice? I don't know. It's first I've heard right. of it. Hayashi Rice, or hashed beef rice, is a dish popular in Japan, Usually contains beef, onions, and button mushrooms in a thick demi-glaze sauce, which often contains red wine and tomato sauce. Okay. Oh. This sounds fancy. Fancy? I'd love to try it. I'm Definitely. all for it. I'm all for it. Did you know that Hayashi rice was an important dish in the mystery writer Keigo Higashino's novel... You say no, Kazuna. I did not know, and that came I out after. That came out after this episode, so maybe it was inspired by Detective Conan. Oh, okay, I was just about to say. I wonder if it's um, used in the same way as like almost a mm, like to misconstrue something. Hmm. Let me see what Wikipedia says about this. Uh, the characters lived peacefully with their parents who owned a western restaurant that specializes in Hayashi rice. I see. How interesting. I'm, I'm going to find a recipe for Hayashi rice. Maybe I'll try it. Just try making it. Uh, one belief is that the name was given by Yuteki Hayashi, the first president of the publishing company Maruzen. So that might be why it's called it. But... Perhaps the most common explanation is that the name is simply derived from the English phrase hashed beef. I also find it very funny that they, like, this is like a Western style dish. Like, nobody makes this here. What do you, what do you mean, Western? <laughs> That's right. Inspired by what exactly? I guess the hashed beef rice. I don't know. Let us know if any of you have eaten something like Hayashi rice. Yes, please do. Um, so, Colleen, <laughs> I'm kidding. Before you don't we, have to. <laughs> before we get into the episode, what uh, Taylor Swift song are we going to talk about for ten minutes before uh, to kill some time later on? Um, what else do I know? Um, is it called Love Story? Is that what the one <laughs> that Romeo sure. and Juliet one? Love Story. Yeah, that's a. That's an old song. 
Jeez, 2008 release. That's from Fearless, her second studio album. Oh, the second album. Okay, yeah. That's early on in the career. That's like Baby Taylor. Although, it was just re-released as Fearless Taylor's version. So, there you go. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go and listen to it, see if there's any difference there. Well, it's her version. It's re-recorded. And we are dealing with a love story that should be in this episode, but might not so be. So true. So true. So, you know, maybe, you know, this might also tell you about, this may give us some insight on Kegaro and Aries' relationship. So let me read a little lyric here and uh, tell me if this relates. We were both young when I first saw you. I closed my eyes and the flashback starts. I'm standing there on a balcony in summer air. See the lights, see the party, the ball gowns. And you make your way through the crowd and say, Hello. Little did I know (laughs) that you were Romeo. You were throwing pebbles. And my daddy said, Stay away from Juliet. And I was crying on the staircase, begging you, please don't go. And I said, Romeo, take me somewhere where we can be alone. I'll be waiting. All there's left to do is run. You'll be the prince and I'll be the princess. It's a love story, baby. Just say yes. So is that Aries' point of view to how she met Kegra? I think that's like spot on. I'm pretty sure we're going to see a flashback of exactly that in anime form. Also, first we had Fearless Taylor's version. Now we've got Tyler's version. Please no. <laughs> um, so I guess we should get into the actual episode. Sure. Kenan says, suspect uncle. Worst case scenario. The last hope is this person as predicted. We see Aerie on the screen. Oh. So. <laughs> For some reason I thought he was talking about Yamamura. I haven't seen the episode no. in a week. So. So after a recap of the first episode, they're looking at the strange note left on the door that said, Sorry, I will pay the money later. Aries says there's no way for any money to be exchanged, as Ritsuko had just met Hayashi. Yamamura then recognizes Conan and asks if he was the kid with Yukiko. And we get quite the unpleasant reunion, as Conan's like, Oh god, not this guy. (laughs) I love that it took them... Uh, until part two to recognize each other. A police officer then whispers something to Yamamura, who then tells Eri that the culprit appears to be Kogoro, as his fingerprints were found on the weapon, which is the phone cord. Furthermore, there are witnesses who say they saw your husband and the victim having a quarrel, he says. What do you think they were fighting about, Colleen? Um, over what to order. It would be really funny if Kogoro really wanted that some Hayashi rice. Mm-hmm. He's like, I actually did want that. Like, you tease. What a tease. Eri brings up the lack of marks on his hands, and Yamamura says that since Kogoro is a famous detective, he must have figured out a way to not leave any marks. Yamamura says that all the cases he solved finally made Kogoro crack and want to try out a trick for himself. I, I like I like Yamamura's reasoning here. That Kagero just 
couldn't take not being the murderer rather than just the uh, detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's seen all of these cases. He thought he could do it better and not get caught. That's some solid thinking, Yamamura. And Kenan just sits there and he's like, if I leave things to this idiot, then Kagura will definitely become the culprit. Um, it's quite amiable that Conan did not just leave Kogro out to dry and actually did help him out. I guess Eri would have helped him out anyways, but uh, at least Conan was also like, fine, I guess I'll do it too. Well, he does need to use Kogoro so he can get to the Black Organization and solve the cases. Oh, that's right. Yeah. he. Yeah. It's kind of wise there to begin with. So, Conan mentions that he found something by the door, but it's missing when he goes to show it. Aerie says she already saw a thread there that she's given to the CSI. She says it was a thin thread about three centimeters long with a knot tied in it. She also found a broken piece of the chain lock there, and that there was a strange mark left behind on the broken piece. So, I like how Aerie was even one step ahead of Conan uh, here. Yeah. No, that's good. Like, I think she's a great detective in her own right. Much better than her husband. Yes, that's true. I mean, she's actually awake for the entire time. <laughs> Harry says she's figured out most of the closed room's trick, and Conan believes he knows the culprit but lacks proof. Like, uh, the funny thing about this case is that if Kogre was investigating it, he would think he did it. <laughs> that's right like well i guess if it's not a suicide i must be guilty airy bars ron's md player and then accidentally presses record rather than pressing play kind of then looks at a hotel menu and figures out why the strange note was made he then complains to ron that he's hungry and airy takes the hint uh we then flash forward a bit and uh, nora fumi then returns who had been kogoro's uh, he took Kogoro to the police station and was acting as his lawyer. He tells Eri that Kogoro was really drunk and that the police believe he was the murderer. Kinzu agrees it was a locked room. And Eri mentions the penalties again for the crime. And she's like, oh, it'll be ten years at least. Maybe even a life sentence. And Ron's like, Mom, what are you saying? You said it was somebody else. And he's like, oh, I, I, I was mistaken. Mm. She then asks Norifumi for help as she can't figure out one thing about the case, and she just grabs him by the arm and runs off with him. And Ron's just, like, freaking out. Scandalous behavior here, Colleen. It's all a front, though. I think it's obvious. Eri wonders what they're going to do with the sewage case, and Norifumi offers to take it over, although he doesn't specialize in it. Eri then gets a phone call and asks Norifumi to wait, for her in the hotel room where uh, Ritsuko died. He then arrives and sees room service left out. When he opens the door, he finds Conan there, who says all the inspectors went home. What would you do, Colleen, if you opened a random hotel door and Conan was just standing there waiting for you? Um, <laughs> so in this scenario, do I... Like, is Conan the main character of an anime series or is he a random little boy i don't know whatever you <laughs> want it to be um if the first uh 
I'd be very excited. I'd probably want to like shake his hand or hug him or something. That's what <laughs> you'd be like. Oh, Sarah Cannon, may I shake your hand? <laughs> Bow, curtsy. Can I get your autograph? Um, if the latter, uh, I would try and probably find his parents. All right. Very exciting answers on both fronts. Glad we got to tackle that in multiple ways. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta look at a problem from two different directions. Nora Fumi says Eerie wants to talk to him about something, and Conan says it's likely about the thread in the broken piece of the chain. Uh, Conan realizes that Eerie said, With that thread, you can make a locked room even from the outside. Nora Fumi says it can't be as he had to knock down the chain. And Conan says, What if the chain was already cut and being tied together by a thread? So once again, Colleen, we're getting another fake locked door. Yeah. We, uh, it seems like, have we had, like, a true locked room murder case? Or have they all been fake? (laughs) There's gotta be something, you know? (laughs) Because when you think about it, like, that first one was actually just the woman walking up to her husband and killing him in plain sight. Yep. And then we had the fake bathroom one, which wasn't locked. I don't know, man. There's, there was the mask one. All the doors were locked. I guess that one. Yeah, I guess that counts. Is a locked room because he killed her afterwards by inserting something into the room. There we go. There we go. That's All why right. that case is so good because it's the only actual locked room <laughs> murder. Sure, there are others. I just can't think of them. But you're totally right. <laughs> just it seems like it's always like a faux locked room. Harry then walks in and says that all he had to do was break down the door violently with a tackle so it would seem like the chain lock was always on. Nora Fumi plays dumb and Harry says he used the phone cord as a weapon so that no phone calls would wake Kogura from his slumber. Kogura's phone was also placed away from him and a do not disturb sign was put up as well. The phone was also easier for them to hear from the outside. And Norafumi admits that Ares' words have logic to them, but there's no proof that he did anything. What do you think, Colleen? <laughs> do you think he did it? Oh, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Are we still debating whether Kogoro did it or not? <laughs> wow. Like, wouldn't that be the the most twisted thing ever if he did do it, but... Twisted. Ares got him out of it. <laughs> So, Aries says that Norifumi confessed that he was the culprit as soon as he stepped into his room. And she asks him, how did you know that this was her room? Norifumi says it was due to the Hayashi rice plates outside. Obviously. She then reveals that he was making the chain lock trick when the hotel serviceman uh, rang the doorbell. He then saw the note that said Hayashi 2 written on it. And he thought it was referring to Hayashi Rice, and then left a note on the door about paying them later. This is so stupid, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> the explanation is a little bit convoluted. Like, yeah. Hayashi 2, like, why would you... <sighs> Okay, so does this guy not work with Hayashi? 
No, I think he's from an outside. He's from an outside firm. Okay, so that explains that. But oh yeah, because because later they explain that the menu is. Oh okay, I thought they were from the same firm. They just didn't work together. But and then like they explain how the menu is sitting right beside there. So obviously he like made the connection that oh okay she was ordering rice Hayashi rice. Well, as one would naturally assume. Um, Nurofumi then says he just happened to see the Hayashi rice being brought to her room, but that's also a lie, as Ritsuko was actually meeting the man named Hayashi not ordering rice. Nurofumi's then like, uh, actually, um, I misspoke and I just knew the room number. <laughs> Very and smooth. And Aries like, Aries like, I gotcha. We're actually not in the victim's room. This is actually like two rooms uh, beside beside it in an empty room that she borrowed from the hotel. And she says that in conclusion, there would be no reason for you to have entered this room unless you were the culprit. So he's been caught, Colleen. Wah, wah. Eri credits Conan for the trap, and then Norafumi explains that the current case is why he did it. The factory is influencing where he grew up, and he wanted them to win no matter what. I think the translation was kind of off here, because I didn't really understand what was going here. Yeah. Um, he originally was going to make it look like a suicide, but then he noticed Kogoro was sleeping there, and he was like, someone that brought a man to bed wouldn't kill themselves. Because, you know, if you're if you're with Kogoro, there's no reason not to be loving life, Colleen. <laughs> The, did you call him the Kogoro? Oh, yeah, it's the Kogoro. Aria apologizes for leading him into a trap, but she knew she was up against a serious opponent. Norafumi says he finally feels like the police... Uh, he finally feels like the police do when they're going up against her, and he asks how she was going to prove all this. Yamamura then appears from the door. He says he's been watching through the people with the other officers. Now they even recorded video of the conversation. Like 20 police officers just emerge here. <laughs> I don't understand how they did it. <laughs> like, Yamamura's like, hey, you guys all heard that, right? And they emerge, like, behind. Like, they had the doors closed and they were like, yeah, we all saw it. I'm like, how? <laughs> Yeah, this doesn't make much sense at all. But they did it somehow. So he decided to frame Mori instead. He was planning on turning himself in once they had won the uh, sewage case. But Aries says there's no proof that it was him. Conan then explains that the paint on the broken chain doesn't match up, so that was going to be used as the proof. So, Eri asks if Norafumi had to kill her. She was like, she was just doing her job. He says that if Ritsuko took her job seriously, then she wouldn't have done something like that. When I learned that she was torturing the people of the village just to raise her reputation and beat you, I just couldn't forgive her. He then explains Ritsuko's plans with Kogoro, and that she was trying to ruin um, Eri's reputation by being a Homewrecker. Again, there's some logic leaps you got to take here. Yeah. I'll, I'm just going to take it for what it is, but I, I disagree with her logic. To believe the requester and become his or her lawyer is our job, says Norafumi. 
but you believe in them too much. A person has a front and backside that eyes cannot see. Even I, who has been wanting you for a long time for myself. So, uh, Wait, he what? wanted to bang Eerie, <laughs> Colleen. Well, no I'm not better time to There's no better time to confess than right after you've been found guilty of murder. Oh, of course. He's like, that's the opportune moment to be like, hey, you want to go steady, babe? <laughs> he's like, Eerie, will you wait for me? And she goes, Aww. no. This is the end of our love story, Norfumi. <laughs> it was so not what do you think about this this big case here and how it wrapped up? Um so here's what I'll say about this case. Uh it's not um it wasn't action packed. It wasn't the most thrilling or complex trick, but I thought it was brilliant in its connections between certain actions and the misunderstandings that arose like with the Hayashi Rice and whatnot um plus the characters really drove the story in an interesting way um this might be a controversial opinion but I think Norfumi is a rather likable culprit because he was going to like he was trying to do it to help his hometown and then he was going to uh turn himself in anyways so you're just me, saying that because he was hot if he wasn't hot you would not be saying any of this no no that's not true um yeah there's something about the culprits that are like oh i was gonna turn myself in afterwards that makes me think okay i guess they had some like shred of morality still left in them rather than the ones that are just like yeah i just want to get back at this person um so yeah that's what i thought i like i thought it was i enjoyed it i joy i enjoyed the case itself but it wasn't like oh my gosh i can't wait <laughs> i can't believe that happened or you know i mean he was already caught why not say you're gonna turn yourself in for some good guy points oh okay so you think that he's just like trying to save face <laughs> I mean, not really, but, like, you can't take it serious. Like, after you're already caught, like, anything you say, like, your credibility is kind of out of the window since, I mean, you're a murderer. So yeah. it's like, yeah. And this was after he confessed to Aerie, so he was just like, by the way, I was, I'm totally a good guy. <laughs> I was doing you it. Know, I was going to turn myself in and, uh... We should hook up um, if I get out of jail after 15 years, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that maybe, you know, after, you know, 20 years and doing hard time, if you and Kogu aren't back together yet, um, call me maybe? <laughs> I'll take you out for some Hayashi rice. So, the next day... Yamamura is bragging to Kogoro about Eri's deduction. And he, he he's just so wowed by her because he cannot be competent at his job and he's just <laughs> blown away by Eri. He then points Kogoro to where she's at and Ron holds back Conan so that the couple can have a moment alone, Colleen. How excited were you for this little uh situation? Um 
excited but also realistic <laughs> i was like okay something obviously funny is going to happen that will not end in any sort of like conclusion or them getting back together i think this is like an all-time great detective kind of moment because this it is. was this was uh, vividly in my mind i knew exactly what was gonna happen um so kugger walks up to her he says sorry Yuri, i believed in you i believed that you would be able to prove my innocence and uh i've been growing tired of ron's cooking i wanted to try your uh different taste in cooking <laughs> not only did he just insult his daughter but also his wife Too- good job Kogro can you come back to me soon I can't take it anymore you know today is our anniversary and I thought it would be perfect and that's when Kogro realizes that she's not listening to him <laughs> and he gra- he puts his hand on her shoulder so she takes out her headphones and Ron runs over all excitedly, and she's like, oh, what were you talking about? And Kegra's pissed off, so he says, for the queen of lawyers, I thought she took rather long to prove her beloved man's innocence. And so they're just back to quarreling instantly. Aries says that she hopes he learned his lesson uh, of being a drunk, and she calls him Mr. Mustache Sexual Harassment, which is a cool name. Yep. Good one, Aries. That's her beloved man. <laughs> she then says that she'll be borrowing the MT, M2 disc that she uh, was using for quite a while. And she leaves as Kogro tells her to not to show, tells her not to show her face again. Uh, not the happy ending you were hoping for, Colleen. No, but I, I did feel satisfied after the end credits. Yeah, so after the ending song, we see that Eerie recorded Kogoro's confession via the M2 player, so she knew exactly what she was doing. And I, I do like how they bring back the, you know, they mentioned the record function earlier here, so uh, she knew exactly what she was doing here. And she's just repeatedly playing his confession on this M2 player over and over again. And we see her blushing as she's drinking her coffee, and she says, not yet. I won't forgive you for just something like this. And meanwhile, Kogoro sneezes, and he's like, huh, am I catching a cold? And Conan's doubtful, and he's reading Inuyasha, so we get our little reference here. Um, Inuyasha is actually listed as part of the cast for this episode on Detective Conan World. (laughs) What? Why? I don't know. <laughs> He's not it's a cat member. This is so funny. It's just like, you know, Conan, Ron, Yamamura, Ari. I was Yasha. hoping I was hoping that he was a he had his own Detective Conan wiki page. But I clicked <laughs> on him and it just went to Wikipedia and I was so disappointed. Yeah. Missed opportunity there. Damn. And this right. is like our second Inuyasha Detective Conan uh, collab. Wow. How exciting. So what do you think about this moment of Aerie recording 
um, Kyogre's little confession and speech here. This ending was everything. It was so good. Like you mentioned, uh, I like the throwback to her uh, when she mentioned like the record function and um, yeah, it's like those little connections in this episode that I really appreciated. Um, and yeah, I think it's really sweet and cute. Like no matter how much they bicker, like they do care for each other. And Aries, uh, you know, the the ending when she's blushing over those words that Kogoro was saying, like all to herself. Like I just so it's just so heartwarming. Whereas when she's actually beside him and she won't admit that she heard him. I don't know. I just really like their uh, their dynamic. Yeah, it was a, like I said, it's an iconic moment. It's one of the all-time great kind of moment. It kind of really sums up uh, the Ari Koger relationship and that they they do care about each other, but they're not quite ready to get back together. So, uh, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, I don't know what this show would look like with Koger and Ari back together. Is like part of Kogoro's character is the fact that he's he plays this like single guy. And well, he, I mean, he probably does that when he's married, which is what how they got in this situation to begin with. Right. So, yeah, I guess we would just see more of Ari maybe at the uh, yeah. Mori Detective Agency. So the next count intent is plastic bottle. And we get our little fun outro here. Karen says, next time is a bonnet bus. And Kegger says, oh, that thing tied with a thread that looks delicious. And somebody says, that's a boneless ham. I'm sure this is funny in Japanese, but not so much here. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's my laugh for that. So before we give our final thoughts, let's give some thanks to our Patreon supporters. Shout out to Medium Size Jeffrey, Ryan Self, Spencer Young, William Lee, and the Big Chief Mason. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Colleen, for... uh, I don't know. Whatever the hell you do. <laughs> and thank you, Tyler, because you're like 99% of the work on this podcast. I just no, show no, up. No. So, Colleen, give me your final thoughts on episode 200, Kegaro Mori Suspect Part 2. <laughs> well, um, so I, I think I mentioned... A lot of what I wanted to say about this episode. Um, the only thing I'll add is uh, that it was really fun to see Yamamura again. Um, like we kind of go over sort of the the guest detectives whenever they come up. Some are more quote unquote competent than others. Maybe someone like Songo, um, but Yamamura is one of those like typical kind of bumbling fool types, and his like his way of thinking is quite entertaining and uh yeah so it was fun to see him and sort of like i guess his little group of officers too they they kind of 
suit him all of them being like oh yeah we heard everything through these thick hotel well maybe they're not thick through these hotel walls so uh yeah they 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 really added something to the episode um more so than if this was just like Ari and Conan I don't know figuring out the case on their own and have like a generic police officer there um so yeah I I quite enjoyed this two-parter if I do say so myself yeah this was a lot of fun um like you mentioned Yamamura is always fun to see he's a fun dynamic that's he's just a fun character for everybody else to play off of um I kind of wish Ari made a bigger deal of him because we don't really get that pairing very often. But it does also make sense that she would kind of just be professional and be who she is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, fun episode. Um, I do think some of the crime logic is kind of stupid. And some of it might just <laughs> be down to the translation we have um, with the sub. But like, this is still a, a classic case. And it's the plot development. Which is, you know, rare in the series, but like the moments between Eri and Kagero here are so uh, thrilling and they're important and they stick out. And like that, that, that just ending scene like puts this in classic territory for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't remember having these gripes about the uh, logic when I read the manga, so I'm assuming that it is just, uh, you know, the, the sub that is currently available, but like either way, this is a classic case just from that scene and, you know, Ari and Kogoro, they're not quite couple goals, but, uh, they can be kind of cute sometimes. Definitely. So I guess that will do it for this podcast. Next podcast will be the 10th, uh, the 10th passenger part one and two, or if we're being realistic, the 10th passenger part one. <laughs> either way it's good we'll find out but uh yeah conan what you gonna do <laughs> i was tempted to go when they come for you but that's not gonna work here uh i guess we're out goodbye thanks for listening and remember one truth always prevails <laughs>